This is Cindy Lindsay Royale, and you're listening to Soul Talks. This is the next in my series on facing breast cancer. As I've mentioned before, I was diagnosed about six months ago with breast cancer, and I've been going through my treatment, and I'm now awaiting surgery. And I feel I've learned a few things along the way that were important not only for me, but might also be important for others, and so I've been wanting to share those with people. And today I want to talk about facing suffering. But let me first say that my suffering was minimal. I had just a few short episodes which I knew would end. My heart goes out to those who suffer from much worse pain. And oftentimes that pain is non-ceasing for years on end. I, I really don't know how they do that. And I have no intention of pretending that I do today. And at the end of this episode, I want us to do a short meditation for those we know who are having that kind of suffering. They need our love. Because we're in this together. Suffering is part of the lessons of our karma. It will happen in every life. And it's so important to be able to be present to that suffering in our own lives and in the lives of others. But... How do we do that? That's the question today that I want to try and address in my meager way. The basic spiritual approach is that we switch our minds um, into seeing the divine and trying to see what it's trying to teach us or bring us. In the midst of emotional, interpersonal, psychological, or even physical distress, it's the key is switching our experience. As Krishnamurti said, the real problem is the mind itself not the problem the mind has created and tries to solve. But also, where the mind goes, our energy flows. And energy that is flowing consistently or intently intently into the world becomes attachment to the world. From attachment comes desire, expectations, and further embroilment into the illusion. So training our minds to be non-attached is a basic practice of Eastern spiritual traditions and of enlightenment. I know I've talked a lot about this from several angles in previous Soul Talk episodes, but you know what? I have to admit that during my cancer treatment, I could really see how much harder it was for me to detach from the physical pain. So I want to talk about that today and some experiences I had with my own pain and discomfort and the experiments I did to try and be non-attached to that suffering. Sri Kaleshwar said, once if you come as a physical body, you need to suffer. No matter you're an avatar, you're a siddha, you're a maharishi, or all the time the divine is with you and around you, still you need to face it. But how to face it? That's the question today. Ideally, we know we're supposed to be non-attached to it. Ideally, we see the lessons of God and Mother in it for us. We get on that lesson. We switch our mind and attachments to divine states like love and gratitude and divine connection. But you know what I can tell you from my experience? Even though I felt pretty practiced and ready to do this from working it for years with my life's problems, the physical pain really threw me. And I really needed to try to understand how to get there, even in that physical pain. Sri Kaleshwar used to talk about the suffering of the saints, and that they can endure it in a way in which suffering 
was not suffering. Now, that phrase always fascinated me. But I have to tell you, when I was in my own suffering, it became an obsession. So I'm going to try and share the few things that I learned. Sri Kaleshwar and Sri Ramakrishna said about Sri Ramakrishna and Jesus, once if unbelievable divine love is flowing in you, then you can't see the pain. Like the big boss Jesus, what he went through. When that unbelievable divine love is flowing, then you don't care the pain what you're facing. It didn't really hit him. But still, it's a kind of pain. Hmm. So we have to find our way to that love. And still, it's a kind of pain. So, although I'll give the suggestions later, I want to talk about why is that pain even coming in our lives? It's worth looking a bit at the bigger picture of suffering in general here first. Because Sri Kalesha also linked this pain, this suffering, to learning to cope. As being a spiritual student and master when you're trying to get something higher from the mother. And she's testing you. He said, Mother Divine is unbelievably loving. Same time, she's the woman of unbelievable testing. Whenever you're coming to her very close... That much high magnetic vibration comes on you not to receive it, facing lots of troubles. Any person in the universe who was really working for high divinity, they've been through. And I believe in every illness, there is a calling from her, from the Divine Mother, God. Her souls are sparks of her, and she is calling us higher through this play of karma and illusion and suffering. As Shruti Sai Baba said, all mental and bodily processes are samsara. The contact of any two things is samsara. By going away to a forest, you can't escape samsara. Your present condition has been brought about by yourself. So what's the use of irritation at that? This present birth is a result of the karma done by you in former births. This body was therefore born. The jiva takes birth in the body to work out former karma. Okay, so for sure we're working out karma here with this suffering. And maybe we're not great saints that she's testing, but then maybe again we are. And either way, the remedy is still the same. We have to find our way to that stita pragnata, that non-attachment, with what comes to us in our lives. And it seems one of the right vibrations to hit there is love. And that that's part of the answer. And it is also the part of the answer to reframe it to the real soul issue of the healing, of the pain, of our karma. So we do have to find a way to enjoy our karmas, as Sri Kaleshwar used to put it. A strong soul and a third eye really help us there, so we can see through the illusion and into the play of our souls. But even if we don't know the soul's reason, you know what? We still need to know that it's just an illusion. As Ananda Ma said, By sorrow does the Lord dispel sorrow, and by adversity does he destroy adversity. When this is done, he sends no more suffering. This must be born in the mind at all times. Who is it that loves? Who that suffers? He alone stages a play with himself. That individual suffers because he perceives duality, 
Find the one everywhere and in everything, and there will be an end to pain and suffering. So I'm going to talk today then about my experiments in trying to get there and the few things that I noticed that I hope will help someone else. First, suffering, like everything, is amplified when our attention is on it. But I have to say, suffering is sometimes so insistent, and for me at the bodily level so insistent, that getting our attention off of it seems impossible. And I'm really the first one to say that I was a total mess at this, and I really had to work hard at it. I noticed that as I thought about and worried about my condition, I just spiraled down. And after a while of that attending, I would even get to the point where the pain, the discomfort, the nausea, the lack of energy had me feeling I simply can't do this anymore. And that's a frightening place. So of course, then fear was added to the equation of my low states of consciousness bringing me down further into suffering. And I guess, I guess we all fear death. Perhaps it feels we're headed that direction when our body is that weak or in pain or distressed. But beyond that, with pain, there's also feelings of helplessness and loss of control and fear about suffering itself. And once you feel like this, it's just slogging hard. No one wants to be there for long. But that's the trick of it, isn't it? With illness, you might be. So we eventually have to figure out how to do this suffering thing in a way that at least wins our karmas and hopefully makes that suffering easier. So my first suggestion, breathe. Number one remedy, just breathe. Breathe and watch your breath. It's simple. It's the first meditation meditation technique you ever used, wasn't it? Yeah. Time to try it again if you're suffering. You can add chanting in your head, the very strong vibrational bijas, so on the in-breath, and hum on the out-breath. This evens out the energies in our bodies with this breath, the Suryan Chandranadis, or the Ida and Pingala. On either side of the central spinal column, begin to even out and allow for freer flow of the energy up our spine. Or you could use Nirvikalpa Samadhi breathing as well to center and calm, and I'm going to leave the instructions for that breathing online at the blog at divinelineage.org. Now these breath practices take the mind down, and it helps us to get out of that spiraling down of our attention on the suffering. But breathing is also deeply calming and centering to the body. And when we're in pain, our breath shallows and gets erratic. And I noticed I was even holding my breath when I was in pain. Diaphragmatic breathing, or plain old deep breathing, has been found to reduce pain, increase relaxation, and elevate mood. All very useful when you're suffering. So if you can't do any of those other breath practices, just try and breathe deeply. My next hint, open your heart. My experience is that suffering closed my heart. And I didn't even know it was closed. All I knew is that my whole world just seemed to narrow down to just be about my body and maybe just a few inches around it. And it all became about the pain. 
But when I was feeling my worst, a beautiful divine soul came and gave me a few minutes of foot massage. We know from the teachings of Sri Kaleshwar that massaging the feet with love opens the heart chakra. And I can tell you, it worked. When my heart opened that closed-in feeling of only being able to attend to the pain in the body, it lifted. I could feel the love of this dear person. I could feel the love in me that had gotten lost underneath the attending to suffering. And it was truly a divine gift. But we can also use smiling and laughing to open our hearts. Find something to smile and laugh about. Both of these release feel-good chemicals in our brain. And with a broad smile that crinkles your eyes, even if you're faking it, you can actually feel the cascade of relief entering. As for laughter, it has a number of clear biological healing benefits. For one, it forces a kind of diaphragmatic breath, but there are also a host of positive biochemical results to laughter. And if you want to read about those, I would send you to the HeartMind Institute who's done some beautiful work on that. But Sri Kaleshwar used to have a big belly laugh every day. You know, laughter is the best medicine, as they say. But those smiling and laughing also switch our attention. And that's very important for switching our attention off suffering. And if we're going to switch our attention, why not switch our attention to the things that open our hearts? by deeply remembering loving moments, treasured experiences, and to rehearse those and feel that love even now. Then we need to reframe and switch it. You know, I sell this approach a lot on Soul Talk episodes, but I realized that when I was attending to my suffering, I was internally telling myself, oh my goodness, I feel so sick, I feel awful, this hurts. And I needed to stop that and reframe that into something positive, like, oh, look how aggressively this is eating my cancer. Or it's doing its job right now. Way to go. Go for it. You do your thing. I'll hang in. Right now, you're attacking my cancer. Right now, I'm getting rid of this cancer. And that worked to put a different mindset on the bodily sensations and to even make them easier to experience. And the different mindset did make the suffering not so suffering. But the reframe was doable for me because my immediate suffering was actually from my treatment. But how can you reframe that if the suffering is the pain of the illness itself? I think the reframe has to be something like, what is the point of this illness at the soul level? Why did this illness come to me? How is my soul trying to advance? to talk to yourself about that, to convince yourself of that, and keep reminding yourself. And then give it away to a divine soul or deity. If you have an illness, this is a soul issue. For sure, the divine souls and deities want you to stay on your soul path. For sure, they show up for you if you're asking for help in that. You can say, as Sri Kleshwar said, I'm pretty good cooked. You can tell them, I'm not handling this well, but I want to. And even if these moments of pain are getting me down, I want to stay on my soul path. I want to do what's highest for my soul. Please, please help me. And I can testify they will. Now, I won't go through the whole process. We've talked about it 
before in Soul Talk how to give it away to a deity, but I just want to mention that even if you're in terrible pain and bedridden, you can do this with a picture of a deity that you keep by your bed. But we also need to remember it's an illusion. It is an illusion brought to bring our souls higher. And I found I needed a lot of those earlier things to lighten me up enough to even get to trying to feel the huge divine love that Sri Kaleshwar said Ramakrishna and Jesus had. And I'm no Jesus or Ramakrishna, that's for sure. But it's worth trying. Because suffering is an issue of our soul's advancement, and we are spiritual seekers. We need to try to go for it. You know, I remember a woman I met the first time I went to Sri Kaleshwar's ashram in India. And she told me that as a child, a dog had bitten off her nose. Well, obviously, it was very painful, and she'd had many reconstructive surgeries. And she told me that during that, she'd figured out how to not feel the pain as pain. And I asked her, how? And her answer to how was less than satisfying at the time. She said something like, it was an illusion. Now, as unhelpful as I felt that was at the time, it was right. Certainly, it fits with the stories of the saints like Ramakrishna Pramahansa and his cancer and Jesus smiling on the cross. So, okay, here we have our list now. We've got it together. And I'm going to abstract this as a formula for you as love, attention, vibration, and surrender. And I'm giving it as a formula here because there are an infinite number of ways to apply this. And I, I only tried a few, which I've just mentioned. And you may need to experiment a bit to find the ones that work for you. But first, open your heart. Second, change your attention and belief to love and to the divine. Third, attend to and input that high vibration. As your high vibrations, you can find that as love. You can find that and hold that as any high vibration of love or golden moments or huge heart-opening moments or joy or gratitude or devotion to God or Master. But if you're using memory, just hold the memory strong enough to feel the same vibration or feeling in you now. The high vibration can also be accessed with meditation, mantra and yantra practices, power objects, etc. Though I have to say, I found it hard to remember and do a full mantra when I was in pain. And I had to go down to very short, single bija mantras like Om or Hum or my personal mantra. And by the way, your personal mantra will call the guru to be with you. So there's your divine soul with you. So that's a particularly good one. And I can also testify to this, that the seed vibrations of those beaches are real and strong. You may need to experiment a bit to get the vibration you need, and you'll know when you find it because it will create that expansiveness and inner peace you're looking for. Then just surrender into that high vibration that you've found. Just talk yourself into letting go into that high vibration state. Let it take you. I found sometimes I could get a strong attention on the divine and that attention would just start to take me. But then other times I would have to talk myself into it. Come on, let go. This is it. This is what's real. I use this formula in putting all sorts of different variables for myself. Nearly everything worked to some extent to make the suffering not suffering. The pain, the nausea would just fade away and I would be perfectly fine in that altered state. 
However, I did have to keep myself in that state to have the effect. As soon as my attention went back elsewhere to the body or to the symptoms, they came back in. However, even those small moments of relief were welcome. And I believe as I get better at this, I'll be able to hold it for longer periods of time. But I also believe that just doing this practice is part of the point of healing. As I get better at this, my inner consciousness changes to meet it, and healing is happening. The more time spent in the practice, the more we just hang out in that oneness which Anandamaya Ma said was an end to suffering. The more we hang out, there's more we entrain to it, and the more we become it. Finally, we're not ill. We are infinite. And I found that focusing into the infinite self with love was supremely healing. Now, okay, what do do I mean by focusing on the infinite self? For me, it meant seeing the spaces in between rather than focusing on the sense objects of the pain or my body or of my thoughts. Trying to feel the formlessness in me trying to feel the formlessness nature of God. The metaphysical quantum physics people tell us that we're actually mostly empty space. Matter itself is just a tiny part of even the atoms and therefore the cells that make up our bodies. They see this empty space as filled with information that guides the actions of matter. But we also know that as God divine mother energy and soul energy that is in those empty spaces. It is the divine mother and God, which are the energy of all things, which are guiding the actions of matter. So I see this empty space as filled with God. We are particles of God. We are infinite energy of the soul. This body, this is a very minute part of who we are. All matter is filled with great potentiality of all things that is the formless nature of God. There's a not a bindu point in everything in creation. And within us, this is our built-in potential to transform, to be like God. There is God within. The more we touch that place in us with love, the more we transform even the matter of us to become that energy of God in our life. We transcend the illusion. We heal. We love. We live our lives in peace and gratitude. And even when we're sick and in pain, we are still infinite. We do, as Ananda Ma said, see the one in everything in life. That is seeing her. That is touching God. That is an enlightened life. Now let's take some time after this episode is over to think with deep love on those who need it. If you are someone who needs this, just receive. For those who are sending, think with love on all those who may need it right now. If you are someone in your life who needs it, think on them. Just open your heart and think with pure love, not about their troubles, 
but about their greatness, their beauty, their strength, their health, your love for them. We're in this together, so let's start giving to each other. This has been Cindy Lindsay Royale for Divine Lineage.